Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Android Central podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker. I am the editor in chief here at Android Central, and I have hi, blah blah. Can't talk. I have my lovely friends with me here today, Jerry Hildenbrand. Hello, hello. Howdy. How are you? Doing good. How are you? I am here on a Friday. <laughs> yes. I have Derek Lee with us. Hello, hello. Well, for once, I'm not last. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And I've got Andrew Myrick with me. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay, so we've got uh, some fun articles to talk about today, and it's going to be mostly a, a foldable-themed episode, uh, because we do have a couple of foldables that I'd like to talk about. Uh, but we are going to start with uh, talking about the Pixel Watch 2. Um I really thought this article was super interesting. It was written by Derek a couple of days ago, and it's titled The Pixel Watch 2 Convinced Me Never to Buy a First-Gen Product. And I remember when I read this, it was something that I think, I think it's a very debatable topic because I think there's a lot of people out there who do like first-gen products from a company. Um, And when I mean first-gen, I mean like, they've never created this kind of product before and it's the first item of that category if you will um so derek why don't you uh talk us through this article and why you chose to write it i mean i think you know after seeing the pixel watch 2 it was you know, i honestly was really really excited about it and i think it's an excitement that i didn't necessarily feel about the first pixel watch um and i couldn't really put my finger on it. I think a lot of it had to do with like the fact that it was using an older chipset and um, yeah, like battery life from what I had heard just wasn't great. Like like the rumors before the Pixel Watch even launched were that the, you know, the battery life would not be great. And, you know, uh, Wear OS isn't known for being the most efficient, but, you know, it's Google's operating system. So I was like, okay, you know, Surely Google can figure this out at least, but apparently not. Um, and also just like the Fitbit experience seemed half-assed. And I don't know, there's just a lot that I was just like, I was expecting so much more from Google's first, like, you know, real Wear OS smartwatch uh, that the, pic- the the first Pixel Watch just didn't seem to deliver on. That now I'm seeing like the Pixel Watch 2 is pretty much where I can tell what the original Pixel Watch should have been. And, you know, for me, like, you know, I've been into, like, mobile tech for a long time. I love, you know, the idea of, like, you know, getting a new product. Like, you know, I I was a big LG fan for a long time, and LG was always trying something crazy. So, um, you know, I I loved being able to, like, pick up those, like, first-gen products and, you know, kind of being on the the edge of like new technology and that's always that's always an exciting thing especially for someone in you know um in this line of work but um you know again with the pixel watch 2 i was just like okay you know i I feel like it was a good thing that i didn't jump on the original pixel watch bandwagon you know like a lot of people you know we tend to recommend you know products to people and you know we recommend the pixel you know i i think we we uh you know spent a lot of time recommending the first pixel watch um but you know again looking at the pixel watch 2 it's just it's what google should have given us in the first place but but i i also think that that is a very common thought process in general in the tech community you know when you put out a new product like the pixel watch one which was google's first wearable from the company you are going to expect that there are going to be kinks right and i i always go back to this example um you know that's one of the reasons why i mean there's multiple reasons but it's one of the reasons why google did not launch its foldable device in canada and only in you know specific markets because one those markets have generally been successful in testing these devices out but also there's uh, more people to test it out and more money to be able to test that product out. Um, it's a similar case why Samsung did not launch their first foldable device in Canada either. I think 
when you have a very first brand new prototype, not prototype, a product coming from a company, a lot of that, that time is spent on that first product um, is, is in ironing out those kinks and putting out a second product that's better. And I feel like Jerry would agree with me. It better be better. <laughs> uh, they, they, if a company doesn't fix the mistakes from the previous generation, they're a bad company. And that doesn't mean they have to be able to fix all the mistakes, but they at least have to make an effort. And I'll agree, I'm not a big fan. Uh, I, I don't think this is a secret of, of smartwatches and Android Wear and Wear OS, whatever it's called now in general. But uh, I, I have to agree that the Pixel Watch 2 looks like a huge improvement over the Pixel Watch original. Yeah, and, and one point that I made in my piece, too, is that, you know, companies upgrade their phones every year, upgrade their devices every year, and so there's always going to be something better than next year. And, you know, that's an argument that a lot of people always, you know, make to me, and I'm like, all right, cool, but you have to figure out some at some point when are you going to upgrade. Um and but in the case of Google, like this, you know, this isn't like, you know, it's their fifth generation and, you know, the next one is going to be better. Like, no, this is their first time. This is their, uh, you know, the Pixel Watch was their first real Wear OS watch. So the company hasn't had time to make, you know, those mistakes and learn from them. You know what? I have a I have a theory as you were saying that. And I I think the theory that I have is I think Google always had, you know, an idea of what they wanted the Pixel Watch to be, but they, at the same time in tandem, were working with a product that is more likely to be deliverable to customers because they really wanted to get something out. And so they pushed out that first Pixel Watch that we saw with an Exynos chip while still having that prototype that they were working on. And I think that they were able to release something with such great upgrades because they already had something working. I agree because the Pixel Watch 2 did come out the same year as uh, Qualcomm's um, latest and greatest, you know, Wear OS chip. So it was a little disappointing that like it didn't come with that chip, but now the new Pixel Watch has it. Um, and, you know, from what I can tell, battery life is so much better. Um, you know, it has improved sensors, like everything, everything just seems to work better. Um, and how the original Pixel Watch should. Not to say that the original Pixel Watch didn't have good performance, you know, especially for an aging chipset. But again, like, you know, Google, unlike, you know, companies like Samsung and other um, other OEMs, Google didn't have much experience with it. This is their first, like, commercial smartwatch. Um, so, you know, they, they haven't had time to really learn from their mistakes, like, Samsung and other companies, and that goes even for foldables. Um, you know, it took Samsung how long to finally sort of get it right? But also, you can also make the argument that they're paying attention to their partners like Samsung to be like, okay, what did Samsung do wrong that we could do better? Right. But, I mean, are they paying enough attention? Like Google, like the Pixel Fold seems very much on par with the Galaxy Z Fold 5, which is nice, but... Maybe that's not the company they should be looking at. Maybe they should be looking at the Chinese OEMs and what they're doing, like mm. Xiaomi and Oppo and them, because they seem to be putting out much better devices, um, you know, than what Samsung has given us. So, I mean, you know, again, like it's Google's first uh, smartwatch, Google's first foldable. These are very much first gen products. And I think that's obvious. And so with the Pixel Watch 2, it's some, you know, it's again, it's what we would have wanted from the original Pixel Watch. And I think, you know, the next Pixel Fold will probably, will hopefully, you know, give be available it- in Canada. <laughs> 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 yes, hopefully it'll be available in Canada. God damn, Google. <laughs> Are you listening? Can but, you get us a foldable, please? But, but I mean, Andrew is the one who's, I, I believe, who has used both of them. So, I mean, I'm. I want to hear what you have to think because you also wrote the review, um, and if you agree with me on uh, to a certain extent, um, there's something to consider, and I, I don't remember who leaked it or who shared it. Uh, it might have been it was probably nine to five. It might have been AP, but uh, the Pixel Watch wasn't supposed to launch last year. It was supposed to launch the year before. Oh, really? 
um as far as i remember i don't i don't remember where it's at so i can't pull it up at the moment um but it it wasn't supposed to be last year so that the idea of the 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 age of the chipset makes sense like i agree with the fact that it's definitely an aging chipset for last year for what they used especially when you consider that qualcomm had already released the snapdragon but we also don't know what kind of partnerships um because google and samsung are partnered to work on stuff together and we know some of it but we don't know all of it uh, so there might have been something in place uh, related to the wear os was it three that was the revamp that they brought samsung out yeah so like there might have been something related to that where they like samsung's like yeah we'll go and you know sing the praises of wear os because we're moving away from tizen but you got to use this chip that we can't that we have a surplus of and you can use your own co-processor -pro -co which i think they did I, I i hate to see people get hung up on the chip uh the pixel watch why worked so much better because it works so much better than all other smart watches that launched with the new qualcomm chip last year uh I, I think it was Nick who brought that up. He had Amazfit or somebody with the new Qualcomm chip. And why does this old chip work so much better? And it's because Google wrote the software design for that chip. Now we see Google, they have to be working with Qualcomm. That's the best part of this watch is these two companies that usually aren't very, aren't friendly enough with each other. They had to have got together, and, and that's what part of the reason what makes this one so much better is it, it is a faster chip, and now it uses software that be takes better advantage of that. Yeah, and I think before to your earlier point about uh, Nick uh, being disappointed in the chip, I think that was probably, I think that was the Snapdragon Wear 4100. That was still kind of the n latest chip. Um, which a lot of Wear OS watches are still on, but like even then, it's still it's kind of underwhelming. Like a lot of the fossil watches that I use have that chip, and it's it's fine, but it's not great. Um, but the uh, this newer chip, the W5, I believe is only on three watches: an Oppo watch, uh, the Tick watch, which Andrew also reviewed, and the new Pixel Watch 2, and so I think it's far... On, I think it's on the Mont Blanc. Like, there's a Mont Blanc on it. I don't think there but is. But it's like 20... F I thought it was... I thought it was. Yeah, no, the, the Mont Blanc, uh, that one uses the Wear 4100. Um, yeah, so uh, there's only a handful, and from what I've seen, this chip performs so much better than Qualcomm's last chip. And, and to your other point about Google working with Qualcomm, I like, that... That is a major thing because, you know, that means that, you know, we we probably won't see the kinds of delays and software and feature updates that we saw with, you know, previous watches where, you know, Google, the new Google Assistant, you know, was only available on the Pixel Watch and Samsung and we had to wait like a year for other watches to get it. So now that, you know, Google's working with Qualcomm at this capacity and having their chip on the pixel watch that means other watches will be able to benefit from a lot of these like new software updates and features and like and if that had happened last year or whenever qualcomm released their last chip that was so much better that didn't turn out to be what, what did you say it was the 4100 and it was supposed to be so good and it was a dud it was a dud because they google and qualcomm didn't work close enough together that is, that's what I'm trying to say. This, this chip probably isn't that much better. On, you know, on paper, it'll be X percent this, blah, blah, blah. In reality, it probably isn't that much better. What's better is the two companies working to take advantage of its strengths. Which is a good thing for Wear OS in general. Yeah, it's a good thing for people who buy this stuff too. I think it's also good for for those other companies to see the development that Google has made to be like, okay, well, we need to also upgrade. We need to also pay attention to what Google is doing. I mean, I'm sure they do, right? But when you see such a massive increase in upgrade from like one product to the next, and I'm not necessarily suggesting that every product have that kind of level of upgrade, but it's something to pay attention to, right? Uh, okay, let's talk about the first of many articles talking about foldable devices. So 
Derek reviewed the Motorola Razr 2023 review and titled it Motorola Razr, an affordable foldable for the masses. And I love that because I think, I mean, well, you can kind of also say that, you know, the Pixel or not Pixel, the um, Galaxy Flip is very much of a foldable phone for the masses. Uh, but Derek, you gave this phone a 3.5 out of 5. Your pros include affordable, gorgeous 144 hertz OLED display, good performance from Snapdragon chip, vegan leather finish feels great, sturdy hinge, great battery life. Your cons include inconsistent image quality, shaky video capture, only 128 gigabytes of uh, storage, a small cover screen does very little, and slow wireless charging. Uh, why don't you tell us why you think this is the phone for the masses as opposed to a, a why do I keep saying Pixel, a, a, a Galaxy Flip? <laughs> well, I mean, the biggest thing about this, the biggest plus about this phone is the price. Um, you won't find another foldable, this another recent new foldable this cheap in North America, um, I believe. Motorola is retailing the device for $699, and I think, I'm not sure, but I think at the time of this recording, you can still pick one up for $599, which is just crazy. And, I mean, I wrote an article about it before, about how, you know, Motorola has uh, is really good at bringing, like, value products that kind of undercut the rest. And so the fact that like Motorola brought a foldable that's, you know, the cheapest foldable that you can buy right now doesn't really surprise me all that much, but it still like does surprise me. Like I was, you know, they, they waited to bring this to the US and we were all kind of wondering what are they going to price this at? And, you know, I think I was thoroughly not, not so much surprised, but pleased to see that they priced it at six ninety nine, um, because I think you know, that's kind of at the high or at the low end of a flat, like what you'd pay for a flagship. I think, you know, it's the same price as a Pixel 6. It's cheaper than the Pixel 6 Pro. It's cheaper than the Galaxy S23. Um, like it's cheaper than a lot of um, flagship conventional phones. Um, it's more at the higher end of, you know, what you'd pay for a mid-range. In fact, I think it's, it's probably, you know, a bit more than what you paid for a mid-range phone. But I think for this form factor, it's a very attractive price for people who are maybe curious about foldables but don't want to spend all the money on one. And I was going to say, um, because I think some of the other foldables in the market right now, I mean, they have higher features, especially that, like, front display that can... I mean, you can, it's still functional, but I think for people who just want to get into the concept of foldables, like this is a great starter phone, right? Yeah, like the, the cover screen, you know, I wish it was bigger, you know, for someone who uses the Razer Plus on the daily. Um, the thing about the Razer Minus, which I lovingly call it, is that, um, you know, the cover screen is very small. Um, it's like pretty compatible, comparable to, um, I think, like the first... Galaxy Z Flip. I think it's somewhere in between that and the Z Flip 3 and 4. Um, so, like, you know, you still have your clock, you still have weather, you still have, like, you can still get notifications and um, you can still surprisingly take selfies with it. But, um, you know, it's very limited. Like, you can get a, a preview of a notification, but it'll prompt you to open the phone um, when you really click on it. Um, and, you know, I think it's very much like a smartwatch, like a very... Uh, That's a very interesting comparison. <laughs> yeah, even though, like, on a smartwatch, you could still respond to a message, and that's something you can't do with the Razer. But it's similar in the sense that, like, it's there for just, like, to quickly glance at a notification, to quickly glance at the weather. Um, like, I wouldn't compare it to a Wear OS smartwatch. I, I don't know, maybe consider, like, compare it to, like, a budget smartwatch or something but that's kind of what it reminds me of um you know it's not an ideal experience you know again for someone who has used the razor plus but i think it's um kind of a compromise that had to be made 
um, to get it at this price. And I'm not like, it's not bad. It's just, you know, I, I just wish it could have been better. Um, what are your thoughts, Andrew and Jerry? Like, do you guys agree? I don't have any thoughts on it. I, I don't pay attention to flip the clamshells anymore. Why? Uh, uh, big, big, big phone or go home. Give me a tablet in my pocket. Then we can talk. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Jerry, what were you going to say? I, I like the price that, that I'll say, uh, it seems like it's a phone for people who don't need their phone to be the best on paper so they can brag about how big their pair is. And, but it still works just fine. I'm sure it works just fine. Uh, I, I, I've got two dumb problems that just every time I think about this phone pop into my head. Number one is that screen on the front. Remember when LG made the V phones with the little... Yes, the Okay, V10. this is that. This is that. It is period. that. <laughs> uh, we That's thought it was that stupid why you, back then. Is that why you I, liked it so much, okay, Derek? Okay. Uh, well, I didn't think it was... I, I okay. I didn't think it was stupid. I just thought it was interesting. I don't know how I felt about the V10, um, with that little yeah piece of display that was just meant for notifications or whatever. And but everybody said your phone is already in your hand. Why do you need this? Now, I mean, your phone's <laughs> in your hand. Why do you need this? I I, I think I, it's I'm like not for, saying it's good or bad. Right. No, and, and I'm kind of like on the fence because like again at this price like it has some uses again like if you just want to like see like oh i got a notification here you know like you don't want to really it's for people who i feel like kind of want to ignore ignore their phones as much as possible um, yeah. but also still want to have that like flip phone then you know because it's still very new i feel like the flip phone um, i like it. form factor I'm I'm going to come right out and say I like it because oh, I, I it. do love to ignore my phone. And the very <laughs> few things I want to see, that would show me just fine. Yeah. Um, like the Razer Plus is for people like me who like, uh, I think just want to get the most out of the cover screen, want to be able to use everything without opening the phone and have kind of like that. It, it, it's, it's nice to show off. Um, and... You know, it's for people who want who still want to be productive on their cover screen. Um, but the Razer Minus is, you know, just for people who just want to be able to have those notifications pop up, but like not necessarily be bothered by it. Um, so I think it's useful for that and it's good for those kind of people. And again, for people who don't want to spend all the money on, you know, uh, uh, a Galaxy Z Flip 5, which is still a great phone. But, um, you know, 300, like the difference of $300, I feel, you know, this still That's gives you a lot of cheese, man. Yeah. And this still gives you good performance on the Snapdragon 7 Gen but, 1. But I, I don't want to forget about the next thing I think of, because this is so petty and so stupid, but vegan leather. Yeah, I know. Vegan leather is PVC. The the drain pipe out of your toilet yeah. is the same material as <laughs> vegan leather. And Yo, but that I'm not gonna lie though, in in respect to that though, Jerry, I actually don't think this phone should be priced at what it's priced at. What do you think it should be higher or lower? I think it should be cheaper. Ooh. Hmm. Well, I mean Motorola the thing about Motorola is that they will launch a phone at a price and then very often you will see them discount it like throughout the year like hmm. right now i think you can still buy it for 5.99 and i'm pretty sure you know until the next phone comes out you will continue to see discounts like this on this phone but i think from the get-go i think this phone should have been priced at like 3.99 and the reason why i say that is because like it's not an incremental decrease in the price but it i think that's what it's worth especially with what jerry's saying that this is a p like it's bleak vegan leather equates to pvc essentially and then you know you're not really getting that much of a comprehensive front screen like it's literally a small dinky kind of thing and then the phone itself like i, I mean look i i think I think what you did, Derek, with the review was great, but it kind of does look like a very cheapy phone, in my opinion. 
especially when you compare it to something like the and that's saying a lot for me because already you guys know how i feel about foldables i think they're cheap because of the display like it's plastic and it's makes this expensive device feel so cheap and ridiculous i don't see why this phone is costing that much money when i already think it looks pretty cheapy i know why it is because that's what they can get for it yeah Hmm. um you know and i think just the cost of like you know creating a foldable is still you know not as cheap as you know companies are probably like you know developing that hinge um try to reduce the crease as much as possible um you know it's still not cheap so i mean i think if anyone were to give us a 399 foldable it would be motorola but it would be a, like a few years before that happens well i i just know if everybody stopped giving these companies the crazy amount of money they want for these phones eventually all the phones would be 299 or 399 like they were 15 years ago. Yeah, and and again, Motorola is the company I believe to do it. Like, and I yeah, I mean, like, look, and I'm also gonna say I'm I actually love Motorola. I I had the OG Razer phone back in the day. That was like one of my favorite phones. Um, but do I think this phone is worth this price? I do not. <laughs> you know, Moto- Motorola made the first iPhone. Did, did it? Which one? Which dev- which yeah. one? I forget the name of it, but it was essentially a, a free smartphone, whatever you wanted to call oh, it. Oh, interesting. It hooked up into iTunes. And interesting. It was... That's, that's, that's super interesting. Motorola has been an innovator in the oh, I, I believe smartphone it. space forever. 100%. I believe, I believe that statement 100%. You know, I've had my issues with... Pre- Motorola phones in the past, but you know, this year the company's really come around. And the Razer Plus is great. You know, if you're willing to spend a thousand dollars on a phone, and even now I think it's discounted to seven ninety nine. So now is probably a good time to buy one. I also think, like you were saying, Derek, like you you think that the company's turn. Like I, I genuinely believe it. Even with this phone, the company, I feel like they're actually doing things that make sense for their market. You right, know, because and- Motorola is known for having you know, to undercutting the competition, you know, giving right. us good value phones that are cheaper than what you'd see elsewhere. This is one I'd like to try. Oh, interesting. Because I, I, I love the flip. I, I, I can't bring myself to spend money on a new phone because my phone still hasn't disintegrated. It's getting close, but it still works. But I, you know, if I had to buy a new phone today, I'd probably buy a flip. And yeah, that's a shocker. But I really love it. I, I love the the. It's small. That's what I want in a phone. Uh, but what I like about this is I can save three hundred bucks, and I can think of a lot of things I could buy with three hundred bucks, and probably get an experience that's more than enough for right. me. Right, and you know, despite the you know PVC, um, it does it does yeah. feel good in the hand. Like honestly, like I have the the quote-unquote vegan leather uh, razor plus and honestly i think that the razor minus feels a lot better than what i've like the the razor plus does it's just a lot softer and nicer i don't care that it the it's not made of glass or metal or anything i just don't like i hate it when companies say things like vegan leather leather when they really mean textured plastic because that's what vegan yeah. leather is yeah and i just that's that's a Jerry thing. It just gets my <laughs> no, it's the little not hairs in the back of my neck stand up. Yeah, no, I've uh, I think around the launch, uh, you know, someone else who I was who I was with uh, was saying the same thing, pretty much. But uh, uh, I I still don't trust Motorola to keep their phones <laughs> supported, and I hope I get proven wrong. But which, I just don't trust them. Yeah, I think you know so far the Razer Plus I've gotten two. Because uh, they said bi-monthly updates, and so far I've gotten an update every two months. Uh, so we'll see how that continues. It, what I'm more concerned about is like the major OS upgrades, because Motorola is <laughs> always late when it comes to that. So yeah, I don't see, know when this is gonna those. get. Yeah, I don't get. I don't know when this is gonna get Android 14, but. So far, the security patches have been pretty much on schedule. Uh, 
Although, like, you know, for this month, I think we got last month's security patch, but Motorola seems to be on their bi-monthly schedule, so... We'll Which see. is fine. It, it's fine. If they do that through the life of the phone, you've proved me wrong. Good on you. I'll gladly eat my words because <laughs> I love Motorola products. Right. You know, I even had stock in Motorola at one time. I had to sell it when I started working here. But uh, mm. Motorola has always been a company I loved. And uh, I, I hate to see what they've turned into. And that's part of the reason why I get so disappointed about it when they won't support their products throughout their usable lifetime. Yeah. So prove me wrong. And you know what? You prove me wrong. You support your your flip, whatever Derek calls it, flip plus, <laughs> whatever, for for two years. You keep mm-hmm. pumping out security patches for two years. I'll start buying your products and recommend them to everybody and stop looking at other companies again. And I think Motorola said four years, so we'll see. Yeah, to, to, to me, two years is the minimum because after two years, your phone's starting to fall apart. Yeah. battery's getting worn out and you're and either going to spend money to just, fix it yeah, yeah. or you're just going to buy a new one so it's got to yeah. be two years yeah at least but yeah uh, to shoot these point I do think that the Razer Minus is worth the money um, especially again considering Motorola is probably going to be discounting this phone often Ooh, well pay attention to that let's take a quick break and we'll be right back because I want to talk about more foldables. We'll be right back. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Indeed's streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data from the U.S. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to U.S.'s Indeed data. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com ACP. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com ACP. Indeed.com ACP. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, I want to talk about... The OnePlus Open, obviously a very anticipated foldable device from OnePlus. It's OnePlus's first foldable device. Um, Our very own Harish wrote the review. He titled it OnePlus Open Review, the best foldable you won't buy. And I'm going to get a lot of input from Andrew here because Andrew um, did a little content capture with the device as well. Got 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 the chance to play around with the device. And I believe you also have a device uh, as well. So um, I am looking forward to hear what you have to say about it. But essentially, Harish says that he rated the phone four out of five. Uh, Pros include striking design and build quality, smooth hinge with no visible crease, excellent performance, useful multitasking features, fast charging with stellar battery life, great cameras for Android OS updates. Cons include software is buggy at launch, scaling issues between screens, no wireless charging, no stylus integration, games locked to 60 uh, FPS, and missing standard, missing standard Android features. So take it away, you guys. What do you guys think about the OnePlus Open? Mind you, if you haven't read this review, please go ahead and do it because the pictures are just beautiful. Just beautiful. I mean, do you guys want to... Derek or Jerry, you guys want to say anything about it? Do you have any thoughts about it from the outside? I mean, I think it's a gorgeous phone. That camera on the back, though, dang, that's I mean, it's huge. That's a monster. That's gargantuan. It's bombastic. Um. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so big. Like, it's it's unnecessarily big, but, you know. It is huge. Like, gosh, but... 
I mean, the phone is 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 gorgeous. I like that it's um nicely proportioned. It's not like long um like the uh, Galaxy Z Fold Fold Five. Yeah. Um, you know the the uh, what is it the the crease on the display? I like that. That's minimal. Um, you know, I recently that, that's what I noticed. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I it, it seems like the crease is is very minimal yeah i recently phone. reviewed the oppo flip what are, I, I can't even find n3 right. yeah find n3 flip and um you know because oneplus and oppo have like that you know they're sister companies they use a lot of the same hardware and stuff and so i think that oneplus really took advantage of like oppo's um expertise in foldables um particularly when it comes to the display and the hinge and it really shows because the crease is like, from what I can see, it's just like non, almost non-existent. Yeah, um, it it really looks so non-existent to the point where I'm like, yeah, <laughs> does it it does it almost meet my expectations of not being a cheap ass phone? <laughs> right, of like you know what, because uh, you know, Apple's probably gonna release a foldable eventually, and I think you know. A point that Andrew made in one of his articles, which we'll probably talk about, you know, soon, is, uh, you know, Apple probably won't make one until there is no crease. And I think this is as close to we've, like, as we've gotten to that. Um, yeah, this phone is just beautiful. And, you know, the quote unquote, I, I don't know if they call it this, but the vegan leather on the back also looks nice. <laughs> Wait, I want to I want to digress for like 30 seconds before Andrew we get to what your thoughts are about this phone. The thought that Apple won't come up with a foldable uh until it has a way of limiting that crease as much as possible. I find it interesting that they are choosing to wait for that and have launched or have announced the Apple Vision Pro where I feel like they would have made so much more sales with a foldable device. And I wonder why they chose that route. You're overestimating the Apple market. Why? I don't, I don't think Apple, I don't think, I don't think iPhone users want foldable. Yeah. Like they didn't want big phones until they yeah. made one. But wait, what, no. Yeah. But Andrew, why do you think they don't want to fold foldable device? Because they bitch about, sorry, they complain about everything anyways. There's no way that an, a, a traditional iPhone user is going to... I feel like that's the whole point of Apple, though. Like, Apple isn't waiting. Apple isn't making something based on what people want. They are the ones who tell you what you want. So if they want to make a foldable, then everyone's going to get hungry and be like, Oh my God, Apple made a foldable. I want the phone. Because Apple is the one who determines what you think. They're not controlled by how you think. And I will say, like, in my experience of, like, you know, uh, parading the Razor Plus around. Um, a I lot can of... see it now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and this, you know, my Razor is like a bright red, so it's hard to miss. Um, a lot of people, Android and iPhone users alike, comment on it. And, um, you know, they all seem to agree that it looks cool and that it looks like a Nintendo DS or... or um, yeah, uh, Game Boy Advance SP, whatever. But um, everyone seems to be very intrigued by the concept of a foldable, whether it's the small foldable or the big foldable. And, um, you know, I actually just met someone that, that switched to Android and got a Galaxy Z Flip 5, and I actually had to kind of teach him how to use it. But, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, what Shruti is saying, that, like, Apple will, cre will create that demand among you know, it's users. But I, I do want to go back to that question, though. Like, why did it choose to create this ridiculous headset, which costs like $5,000 or something ridiculous? For developers, I think. Yeah, but again, again, going back to my... No, 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 wait, hear, hear it out. Listen, listen. Going back to what I'm saying, there is much more of a market for a a foldable device versus a headset like Apple Vision Pro. And we've talked about this with Nick before because Nick has been very adamant about explaining that, you know, a VR is becoming more popular. It's still not popular enough to justify that it is 
the gaming unit that people are going to go buy. Similarly, you're not going to, your first thought when you look at Apple is not going to be like, oh, I'm going to go buy the Apple Vision Pro. It's going to be, I want to get a phone. So why wouldn't Apple want to take advantage of that market? Well, I think it, it goes back to also what you were saying about Apple is going to create that demand among its, mm-hmm. among its consumers. Like it's not going to wait until consumers want it. It's going to build it because it want, like, it'll make consumers want it. And, you know, in order to do that, I think Apple's going kind of like the Tesla route where uh, it's, you know, giving us like the most expensive version of the product. You know, and then it'll trickle down to something more, you know, that consumers can get. But I think and I don't think I still don't think that answers my question, though. I, I think the reason Apple's not making one is a whole lot simpler than we, we want to believe. Apple can't make a folding phone that is thin and light mm, and what they okay. want. That not makes yet. sense. That makes sense. OK. They they know people will buy the iPhone no matter what they turn. Right. Out. Right. So. They're, they're just waiting and working, and eventually one day they'll be able to create the thinnest foldable phone on the market that still has decent cameras, whatever, however they market it, and that's when they're ready, and that's when they'll sell it. And they have to perfect that software, too, because, yeah, you know, one enough. problem right. that big foldables have is that, you know, Android still has kind of an issue with, like, app compatibility and, you know, making sure mm. that the I, software really takes advantage of, you know, that form factor. I, I've seen some rumors, and, and this is what I think would happen. We'll see a folding iPad before we see a folding mm, iPhone. Yeah, okay. That makes, that makes a lot more sense an, to an me. An iPhone that folds in half and is easier to tote around yeah. is something that people would like just as much as a, an Apple folding. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, I digressed. Back to the review. Uh, so, Andrew, yeah, what are your thoughts on the phone? I mean, I pretty much share the same sentiment as, as Harish. Uh, across the board it's in my opinion uh it seems to be shared with harish and a lot of others it's the best hardware and affordable that you can get in north america and it's as we'll probably talk about in a few um it's important that that caveat is included because we don't get every foldable phone here in the states we don't get xiaomi there's no honor um vivo but you can get them but they're imported and the software is not tweaked for Western, the, the Western part of the world. Um, there are software bugs that I wish OnePlus would have fixed before launch, and it hasn't yet. Uh, one instance is if I open Telegram. So uh, OnePlus worked with Google and implemented the taskbar at the bottom that we have on the every, like the Fold 5 and the Pixel Fold. Uh, but one of the bugs that still is sticking around for me is when I open the Telegram app, it, it, the taskbar uh, covers the message prompt. So like you can't, I can't tap inside the message box until I, now I can, you can get rid of the taskbar just by like tapping and holding in the bottom of the corner or the bottom and it'll disappear, but that's not the way it's supposed to work. It should the taskbar, the software should push up the app to accommodate for the taskbar, and it doesn't. It this is ju- this might just be a Telegram. It has happened in other apps, but it's like sometimes it's hit or miss. Sometimes the taskbar won't show up, even though it should. And so it's there's a lot of different things at play with, when it comes to software. But that's kind of the it's kind of the deal with OnePlus at this point because it's not the same anymore. Like the software is not the way that it used to be in terms of because they merged it with color OS. Do you think that that's going to be problematic in selling this device? Software? No, that's not, I don't, that's not why I think they're going to have a hard time selling the phone. I think, I mean, if we want to just transition right into it, we can, uh, cause that's kind of what my, my, my editorial about the one post open is about yeah sure let's go for it so he you you also wrote an editorial it's titled i want everyone to love the one plus open as much as i do but you won't so why don't you walk us through that article and your thought process there yeah care, care, they didn't get carrier support uh you can't buy this and you can't go to verizon or at&t or t-mobile and, and buy this phone uh you can buy it off amazon you can buy it off best buy well you will be able to buy it off of best buy uh, and you can buy it from one plus directly um but there's no carrier support. And even though it's 1700, 
which is $100 cheaper. And OnePlus says that you can trade in literally any phone. Wait, wait, wait. What is carrier support, support exactly? Like, they're not being sold in carrier stores. Huh. They support, it supports all that. I, I probably phrased that wrong. It, it's it's supported by carriers. You can use it on all major carriers. But the they're, they're just not selling it through carriers. Right. Like, I can go right. down and buy a Pixel Fold at Verizon today. But right. I can't go down. I can't go down when this releases and go buy one from go buy a, a OnePlus Open from Verizon. That's so weird. I don't know why they did that. It is. They don't want them. Carriers don't want to have anything to do with OnePlus. Why? <laughs> why? I don't know why. Well, T-Mobile does, but only with the cheap stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they'll take anything that's cheap. Okay. But carriers <laughs> just do not want to work with OnePlus. Maybe OnePlus won't work with them. I don't know what the reason is, but... Maybe it's the whole Oppo thing. I was going to ask, like, do you think that could be, like, the connection with, like, Asia, China? I don't know. I, I feel it like... Could, it could be, and they're I, just... But it, carriers also suck. They're almost as bad as ISPs, if not as bad, so... Because is or, it? Yeah. But also... uh, So, sorry, why are we... Why are we, uh, I'm so dumb... I mean, Oppo, or sorry, OnePlus is a Chinese brand as well. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know why I missed that. But so I don't think it's necessarily only its relationship with Oppo. I think it's just its relationship with China. Yeah, I just wasn't trying to and say just it. its relationship. Yeah. I don't general. want to give the carriers that much credit. You, something will happen. They'll find the OnePlus Open is sending data to some server in China. That's what, yeah, yeah, 100%. The, because every OnePlus phone does. And it's just because it was overlooked. OnePlus isn't trying to steal your stuff. It's just they have to build the version that works in China that is so invasive that uh, some of that ends up in there, even though they've tried to take it all out. And when it's found, OnePlus will take it out right away, and it won't be any problem, but... So that, why that does it does exist? Why but I don't it, think carriers think that far ahead. I think they. I but I actually would disagree. I would I would disagree with you on that. I actually think that they do think about that, at least from like a Canadian perspective. If they feel like there is some kind of threat, they will think about that. And I think I've mentioned this before, but every phone goes through Health Canada in the country, and I would not be surprised if it goes through. Um, our CRTC, you know, to get approvals to make sure that the phone is is fine. And if they think that there is some issue like that, I wouldn't be surprised if. Yeah, but come on, you all sell Huawei phones up there. No, we don't. Uh, you don't anymore. I, I know they did. For no, a while. no, that no. was last year. They 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 canned them. They they okay, canned but, them, yo. But you you you. Canada sold Huawei phones after it was proven what Huawei was Yeah, but you you know what the funny thing is, is that Canada had a relationship with Huawei since like 2010 or 2009 because carriers were using Huawei technology for, you know, because it was cheaper than using, you know, um, some other company, right? So like, I get it, but like when we're looking at, and that was one of the reasons why they wanted to take advantage of that, because it was cheaper. Everything always works around money. But I genuinely believe that this is a thing that carriers think about. And it's a thing that the government thinks about. Especially, are you trying to tell me that the U.S. government is not thinking about what every single brand is out there and whether they're connected to China? Especially with the, the government's mandate? It, of course they are. 100% I mean, I think they right are. right now they're, they're thinking about how they can't elect the house speaker but that's besides the point i I don't i I just don't think that's it i think it's probably they want one plus to do certain things and one plus either can't or won't i agree like samsung carriers they love samsung yeah and and like carriers have like such control especially like over like you know aspects of software and the updates too and you know who knows maybe one plus didn't want to have to deal with that um you know, which is why, like, every other flagship, uh, every other OnePlus flagship, I think, launches on T-Mobile, but then some of them don't. Um, and, I, you know, there, there could be, um, like, so many other reasons. Like, maybe T-Mobile just doesn't believe that people really want a $1,700 OnePlus phone, but they will sell a $500 OnePlus phone um, just because it's, you know... OnePlus isn't that big of a company in the U.S. And 
uh, I think, you know, the carriers know that. And so they'll also sell an $1,800 outdated phone from Google. Yeah. Well, I mean, Google is, you know, it's Google. Um, yeah. Google is also a U.S. based company. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, in kind of the, the whole carrier support thing, you know, it, it sucks. And it reminds me a lot about like of like Sony and how like you know their phones also don't sell through carriers and they'll Sony will try to sell you a sixteen hundred dollar phone with you know a pretty good camera in my opinion but you know well, a lot of people probably aren't going to buy it because you know to me the easiest part about buying a phone is I could just walk into my carrier store pay monthly for the phone not have to worry about paying this whole lump sum up front. Um, instead of having to go to like Best Buy or somewhere and just, you know, forking out $1,600 all in one. People that walk into a carrier store to buy their phone, they are never going to give $1,700 to a company they've never heard of before. And those people have never heard of OnePlus. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I understand that. But I don't know. I just think it's just, it's just funny to me. Uh, but I, I, I genuinely do believe it has to do with that relationship. But... But yeah, to Andrew's point, you know, it sucks that like it's not being offered, you know, on carrier uh, through carriers because it looks like a genuinely great foldable. I don't know. It looks like I could buy five Pixel Seven A's for that kind of money. And I can't get past that with Samsung. I don't care who makes it. I can buy, you know, four, five phones that everybody that's used one loves that work really well, or I can buy one of these. Screw that. I ain't doing it. Yeah, I mean, I also feel like there are other foldables that are more enticing to people. I don't know, maybe. I also don't think I want to walk around with a foldable that has that massive camera like it does. I think it looks pretty <laughs> atrocious, in my opinion. But, you know, that's just that's just my thought. I mean, it there. stands out. It definitely does. I don't know. Uh, although, okay, so I... Yeah, uh, I wanted to talk about Harish's article, but then I realized that we didn't talk about your Oppo Find N3 Flip review, Derek. So, because his 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 article is about the Find N3 Flip. Um, but okay, maybe we can quickly talk about it. So, yeah, they go hand in hand. So, so Good God, I just looked at a picture of that camera bump again. It's ugly, isn't it? <laughs> It's so bad. I I think it's pretty. It's just huge. What the hell? Yeah, it's it's really really bad. It's not. It, it just, I don't know. It seems absolutely unnecessary. It does. Again, it's so huge. But I also think it looks like it. I don't know. Like the design of it looks good. I just wish it were smaller. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's quickly talk about your review, Derek, your Oppo Find N3 Flip. And, and, and when I say real quick, like let's talk about it because and, and then let's spend more time on Harisha's article because I think Harisha's article is really interesting in the sense that um, this phone should have been the phone that OnePlus released as a foldable device. Okay, so, so the article that the review you did, Derek, you titled it Oppo Find N3 Flip, Flip the right stuff. It is a four out of five. Um, pros include, I lost the review page. Pros include superb design and great color options, impressive triple camera system, all day battery life and fast charging, great software support, wider display on other flip phones, minimal display crease. Cons include color rust takes some great getting used to no wireless charging, no IP rating for water and dust resistance. Cover screen experience is limited. Okay. Give us like the TLDR of why why this is such this is a four out of five phone. Yeah, so the display is great. There's like the like at certain lights you can see the crease, but like honestly you can barely feel it. You can barely see it. Um, yeah, I love the display. Uh, the cover screen is like usable to an extent. Like Oppo has like certain apps that you can use, like um, what X, formerly Twitter. Um, uh, Google Messages, uh, YouTube Music, like a select handful of apps. You can't use every app on the cover screen, but you can use some of them. Um, the my favorite thing about this phone is the cameras. It has a triple camera system. 
it has a 2x optical zoom for like portraits and whatnot and it's all like you know powered by whatever Hasselblad or tuned by Hasselblad but um the camera system I just I really like it like it it's just such an improvement from the other flip phones like the Z full the, the Z Flip 5 and the Razer Plus um I think this produces much better photos and um even when you zoom in Oppo's doing something where it's just like even at five times zoom like the photos still look great uh the only problem with the cover screen is like a, you can't really use, like I said, um, all the apps that you'd like, um, kind of like the Razer Plus. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much always going to compare cover screens to that, really. But also, it's kind of low res, um, and it's very noticeable. And um, I don't know, there's just some weird, like, software stuff. ColorOS, like I said, takes some getting used to. Um, but the cover screen as well, like, for some reason, everything wants to default to Spotify even though I don't use Spotify. So it's just, you know, some little quirks like that are weird. But other than that, like, it's, it's a great phone, one that you won't be able to really buy in the U.S. Uh, but, you know, everywhere else where it's being sold, I think they just launched it globally. Um, you know, I would recommend it. I love it. So let's talk about what Harish wrote, because I think this is the, this is the thing that is super interesting. So OnePlus launched a foldable device it was um it was it, it was not a clamshell and then oppo decides to announce a flip phone and i think this is a debate that you know all of us keep talking about like why not release a flip phone it it really does reach the masses a lot more it's a little bit more accessible than a foldable and then of course andrew will say you know there's better reasons for why you want to get a foldable. But in my eyes, I genuinely feel like a flip is is just a little bit more of like a mainstream kind of device versus a fold is more, you know, for, for those tech heavy users or, or even business users or people who just are more familiar with foldables and what they can achieve with them. So I, I would love to get all of your opinion on what Harish wrote and if you agree with what Harish wrote. Do you think that OnePlus should have launched a flip um, as opposed to the foldable? Or do you think, you know, what they did was was fine? I mean, I will say that I wrote a similar article, sort of-ish, about Google and its, um, and its decision to launch the fold instead of a pixel flip. Um, and I remember, I, I believe we asked Google why they didn't launch a flip and it came down to cost. Um, they said something about how, you know, building a foldable is not cheap. And I think they'll just get m like more of a return from the more expensive foldable. Which and I don't really down, see how that, I, I literally do yeah, not see how that yeah, is I, the case. Yeah, but, but uh. And then, like, as, you know, as things start to trickle down, then eventually they can start building the more affordable devices. Um, so I think that that could be the answer, that it's just cost. Because I know OnePlus did, I think someone also did recently ask OnePlus about a flip. And um, in an interview, I think it was uh, Pete Lau, um, and he said that he, he pretty much indicated that OnePlus was not looking into a flip right now. Um, that could change, obviously, but, um, you know, it disappointed me because, yeah, I'm a big fan of this form factor, and um, it does make more sense to me that, you know, for a company to go this route instead of launching a $1,700 phone that not too many people are probably going to buy, but that's just me. OnePlus does what BBK tells them to. If BBK said, we want Oppo to sell the the clamshell flip and you to sell the fold open both companies said okay but do you not think that like okay i i actually don't have the stats in front of me but do we know if samsung sold more flips over folds oh i'm sure they did so then why not go that route like i still i get it i get jerry what you're saying you know bbk will tell these companies to do something and then they do it but if they can see the return, if some of these companies are see saying that 
the reason why we're built we're, we're doing a fold is because there's more return i genuinely don't see how that's the case when more people are getting a flip i i, I think it's the market and who they can compete against uh I'm not going to say they can compete against Samsung in North America because it's obvious they can't, nobody can except Apple beats them. But as far as the people in America who buy OnePlus phones tend to be people like Andrew or Derek who love technology and who realize that OnePlus is a good brand who makes great stuff. And this is a great phone and Instead of giving Samsung seventeen hundred bucks, I'll give OnePlus seventeen hundred bucks and buy this phone. I don't think that they would see the same success if they made a flip phone in North America. Yeah, it's interesting you say that too, because yeah, the few like non sort of techie people that I know that use OnePlus, they are very like kind of like OnePlus diehards. I feel like. Um, and people who I wouldn't expect to, like, I'll just look and see, oh, you're using OnePlus? Oh, yeah, I love OnePlus. And it's genuinely always so surprising to me. But I do feel like those are the people who would be willing to spend that kind of money on a fold. And be happy with it, which is important because they'll buy the next one, too. A hundred percent. But again, it goes back to your, like, the number of people who are diehard OnePlus fans will not equate to the mainstream population yeah but what i was saying is you're not going to convince the mainstream to buy oh okay i see what you're saying right 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 and the mainstream customer are the people who are buying the the right 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 you know the clamshells instead of the you know the the book foldables is what i call them yeah those are tech enthusiasts through and through and those are the type of people who are at least willing to look at a OnePlus. Yeah, no, no, no. It makes sense. And it, it kind of goes back to, to the question that I've always had is like, why is nothing even making phones? Because like, what, like I really don't understand. But the point of the nothing phone is to like cater to the nothing fan base, right? It's a very much of like a, they have their own group of people that, that love those devices, similar to Blackberries, right? Like if you had a Blackberry back in the day, you I'd, were- a... I'd buy one if they made them again. Exactly. I'd buy one in a heartbeat. There yeah, you I go. Exactly. I think it's, it's similar to that circumstance, I guess. And, you know, uh, along that line, nothing is making money. Maybe they're not making money hand over fist like Apple or Samsung or whoever. Maybe they don't want to at the same time. Right. That, that's it. Their expectations. I'm sure- the 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 one uh, the open i can't ever remember the name of that it won't lose money for the company it no, may not make no. trillions of dollars but, but they won't lose money on it that's not what they're expecting yeah the i think oneplus is just happy to be in the market honestly yeah oneplus is just happy to be there well because like <laughs> and, you know bbk has oppo and vivo and all of them and they're like you know mostly in asia and china um and i think oneplus is like their only u.s company um, it is i think so yeah yeah Yeah, so i think i think bbk is probably just happy that oneplus is even here yeah for sure right and and along that in in europe and you know even as far as eastern europe places outside of china oppo is a much better known name brand than they are and and making a consumer device like a, a flip phone under the oppo brand makes sense they're gonna sell more of those well on that note i'm done talking about foldables let's talk about the thing that made you happy this past week who wants to go first uh so this week spider-man 2 released in fact it released last night so i was playing a little bit of it and it is fantastic oh do you like it oh my gosh like to me this game just really shows like um what the playstation 5 is capable of like it's cool it's it's impressive and i've only played a little bit of it but it's um it's just a really great game so far so if you haven't gotten it yet please go out and buy it um the second thing that made me happy is um this is the last week of my uh annual keto diet And um, <laughs> yeah, I do it for one month every every year, and 
Um, this is my last week, and I didn't lose as much weight as I would have liked, but I did lose um, about seven or eight pounds, so I'm pretty happy about that and that I'm able to stick with this because it's not easy. That's good. I'm very happy. It's a, it's a mental uh, game for sure, so congrats for that. Uh, any, who wants to go next? Well, I can go next. I, nobody's going to care but me, but I got a pair of Fostec headphones, y'all. What does that They're mean? Used. What is that? That means that these are incredible. Uh, <laughs> it, they're, I mean, if new, they're probably like twenty four hundred bucks. Dang! Like that. I I got them used from a friend, and I paid what I feel is next to nothing for them. I've always wanted a pair, and uh, they're just really, really nice. They're everything I hoped they would be, and one of those things that you, you want it for. A while, Dang. and you always look at it, and you're like, "Man, I can't be afford to pay for all that stuff." And this is coming from the guy who won't buy seventeen hundred dollar phones. <laughs> but uh, but uh, they're they're really nice. And if you you've looked at a pair and and can't bring yourself to spend that money on them, I feel you, I feel you. But as a headphone nerd, they're worth it. They just they sound divine. Amazing. Well, I'm happy for you. I also yeah, love, I love uh, that word. That's such a great word. I, I was searching for the right word. They don't sound good. They don't sound great. They don't sound amazing. They're better than that. They, they sound like they shouldn't exist. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andrew, your turn. I can't wait for this to be over so we, I can go play Mario. Oh, yeah. That I, we also just got that game, too. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be great um okay on my end yeah i'm excited to play mario as well but uh what else i I mean the weather's good it's cold i like cold weather and um i also obviously finished several books but one that i recently finished that i really 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 enjoyed and i highly recommend especially because the ending just absolutely blew my mind away um is called my husband um and it is a translated fiction from france and it's absolutely amazing i highly recommend reading it um okay well on that note i'm gonna let you guys go but wherever you're listening to us whether it's in the morning afternoon or night thank you so much for taking the time and listening to us we really appreciate it and we'll catch you guys next time bye